Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. G'day, I'm Auntie Nat. And I'm Auntie Cecily. We're so glad you've decided to join us in our worship time with the King, aren't we kids? Yes! Aunt Cecily, I know you have someone to say hello to who's been watching our program. Yes, I'd like to say hello to Cohen and Elijah from New South Wales, Australia. And I know they love watching A Day with the King. And you know, they even visited us here at 3ABN. Hello! It's so good that so many of you are joining us in worshipping the King. Isn't it good our virtual lounge room is getting bigger? Auntie Nat, I think we're going to need a bigger lounge room soon. Well, that's the miracle of technology. There'll always be enough room for more children to join us from around the world. Auntie Nat, don't forget to welcome Teddy. Oh, we can't forget to welcome Teddy, but you know, he's so easy to forget because he's so quiet. Yes. Kaylee, can you please say a prayer for us to welcome in the Sabbath? Yeah. Dear Jesus, thank you for this wonderful day and thank, thank you that we all can be here today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kaylee. How's your week been, Auntie Cecily? I made some new friends this week and I'm really looking forward to meeting them some more and getting to know them better. But I always love coming to the Sabbath because I get to know the Lord better on the Sabbath. Yeah, I'm so happy the Sabbath is here so that we can just stop and take some time out to get to know God. But do you know what else we can do on the Sabbath? We can share blessings with people on the Sabbath. And we've got our blessing box here and Jaira is going to open it and tell us something that we can do for someone else. Study the Bible with some friends. Wow, and do you know what? That would be a good opportunity to involve friends who don't know Jesus. Can you think of some people who may want to learn more about Jesus through studying the Bible? Jaira, can you think of someone who can help you study the Bible with your friends? My dad. Oh, that's such a good idea. You know, sometimes we need people to help us to get started so that we can get the confidence to do that. Aunt Cecily, I know you've been sharing some beautiful blessings with us about the second coming of Jesus. Can you tell us one more? Yes, I can. Do you remember our talk about Satan pretending to be Jesus? He wants to deceive us into thinking that he is Jesus. Later in our Bible story, we'll discover that the Israelites were deceived into thinking that they knew better than God. They wanted a king, but that was not God's plan. I want to tell you another way that we can be deceived in the last days. We've been talking about the second coming of Jesus, but we don't actually know when he's going to come. Mark 13 verses 32 and 33 say, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. So only God the Father knows when Jesus is coming back to take us home. Matthew 25, 13 says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. 
So Jesus is telling us to watch and pray. We may not know the date, but Jesus has given us some signs that we can know when the time is near. And you can read about that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. You can look that up in your Bibles. If you hear on the news or someone tells you the date that Jesus is going to return, don't believe them. We've just read the verses from the Bible that say only God knows. So trust and believe in God's promises. Oh, thanks, Arnie Cecily. Jesus really wants us to watch and pray and study our Bibles so we don't get confused about when Jesus is going to come. Do you know what? I think Pastor Rick's over there. Thanks, Pastor Rick, for joining us. Lovely, as always, to be with everyone, especially singing praises and songs to Jesus. And our first song that I'd like us to sing is Happiness is the Lord. Happiness is to know the Saviour Living a life within His favour Having a change in my behaviour Happiness is the Lord Happiness is a new creation Jesus and me in close relation Having a part in His salvation Can we please sing Every Day with Jesus? Every Day with Jesus. What a wonderful thought, kids, if we'd spent every day with Jesus. How special would that be? Beautiful. So we're going to sing this through twice. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love Can we sing Standing on the Promises? Oh, I think that's a lovely song. All of the songs we sing are really good songs, but this is special because it's talking about the promises that God gives us and we can be sure to stand on them. And it moves along a bit. Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let His praises sing Glory in the 
highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Thanks, Pastor Rick. That was really enjoyable. We've been talking a lot in our worships about believing God's promises, just like our last song said. And now it's time to catch up with Dr. John and enjoy another one of his very interesting stories. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome to Storytime. And to all the boys and girls watching, we're really glad to have you too. I'm going to ask you a question. First of all, to the boys, put your hand up. Be honest if you have a girlfriend. Oh, girls, put your hand up if you have a boyfriend. I think I know why. Because you're only about 9, 10, 11, another 10 years from now, and you'll be very interested and wondering who you're going to marry. You know, when I grew up, I knew a boy who never met his wife until the day they got married. But I had seen her. He wasn't allowed to see her because it was called an arranged marriage. And he used to wonder, what does she look like? Is she fair? Is she fat? Is she thin? Is she smart? Is she dumb? Can she cook? And he used to come to us and he used to say, what does my wife-to-be look like? We were very naughty, we said. She's got a big wart on the end of her nose. <laughs> really? And she's got ears like an elephant. Oh, no. And a great big, big... He was so worried. And the day he saw her, she was so beautiful. And he looked at us to say, you rats, you told us all the wrong things. You know, when I first met my wife, who was to become Mrs. Hammond, I saw her and I thought, you are so beautiful. And I'm going to change your name to Mrs. Hammond. And I did. And when I asked her to marry me, she said, yes, of course she would. What do you arrange when you're going to have a marriage? What's the first thing? The date? And the next thing? The church? Obviously, you girls and boys have never been married before. And then who's the pastor who's going to marry you? And you arrange all these things. Well, I want to tell you about Natonga and Nai. And they lived in this village on this island of Bologna in the Solomon Islands. And they fell in love and they wanted to get married. But there was a problem. There was a church. They had all their friends. They were old enough. They loved each other. He was handsome. She was pretty. There was one problem. The war was on and all the pastors had gone away. And they said, oh, we really want to get married. 
please, what are we going to do? And they would hold hands and look at each other and say, we've got to get married. Who's going to marry us? Until Natonga had a brilliant idea. He said, I know what to do, Nay. They got the church, they put all the flowers, and they got all the visitors to dress up in their best clothes. And they went into the church and there was no pastor. And you know what Natonga said to now? The pastor is here. Jesus is going to marry us. And they said, that's a good idea. Shh. And they all knelt down at the front of the church. They knelt on the cushions and everybody was sitting there. All the flowers are in the window along the aisle. And they shut their eyes and Natonga said in a loud voice, Jesus, I hope you are listening. I hope you are here with us. And we want you to marry us. And while our eyes are shut and our heads are bowed, please marry us. And everybody shut their eyes. And when they opened their eyes, Natonga said, ladies and gentlemen, we are now married. And everybody clapped and gave them a round of applause and they had a big party. And when the war finished and the missionary came back, he said, are you married? Oh, yes, we're married. And here's our little baby because Jesus married us. And that was the happiest marriage you have ever seen. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Matthew, you're going to say a prayer for us. Can you please pray? Dear Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for your word where we can learn more about you and what you have done for us. Be with the children at home who are watching right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Matthew. Now, Caleb, we studied something very interesting last week. We studied about how the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant. Was that a positive experience for them? No. No, it wasn't. And what did they want to do with the Ark? They wanted to give it back. They did. And it did go back to the Israelites, didn't it? Yes, it was a very interesting story. Okay, so today we're going to study how the first kin of Israel came about. And Anna, as always, you're going to start off our reading. 1 Samuel 8, 1 to 3. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his first son, firstborn was Joel. The name of his second son, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes and perverted justice. Mm, thanks, Anna. So now Samuel was a priest, a prophet and a judge. And his godly life had been a great influence on the Israelites, which brought great reform in Israel. Samuel, because of his old age, had handed the judging responsibilities to his sons. But Samuel's sons were doing the wrong thing and they choose they chose not to follow in their father's footsteps. Let's read on. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 8, 4 to 6? Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. 
Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. So what are the people asking for? They're asking for a king, just like the nations around them. But up until this time, God was the head of the nation and he had used people like Samuel to guide the Israelite nation. But now the Israelites wanted a king to rule them. God wanted Samuel to tell the Israelites what was going to happen if a king ruled over them. Let's see what some of the things are. Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel eight fifteen to 17? He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and to give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be his servants. So it sounds like there's going to be a lot of taking the king's going to take a lot. Do you know what? God knew that God knows the end from the beginning and he knew down the track that there was going to be some good kings, but there was also going to be some pretty wicked kings. And do you know what? God knows what's best for us. But even though Samuel warned them, the Israelites still wanted a king. Caleb, you're going to read for us 1 Samuel 8:22. So the Lord said to Samuel, Heed their voice, make them a king. And Samuel said to the men of Israel, Every man go to his city. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. JJ, you're going to read our torchlight today, our writings from Mrs. Ellen White, and they're going to shine some information on that verse that we just read. When men choose to have their own way, without seeking counsel from God or in opposition to his revealed will, he often grants their desires in order that through the bitter experience that follows, they may be led to realize their folly and to repent for their sin. Thank you, JJ. Do you know what? God let them have a king even though he knew it was not best for them. God allowed them to have free choice. We will find out in the Sabbaths to come what happens because of the choice they made. So we're now going to discover who the son of a man named Kish was. Mm. Aunt Cecily, can you please read us 1 Samuel 9, 2 to 3. And he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, Please take one of the servants with you and arise. Go and look for the donkeys. Mm, thanks, Aunty Cecily. So the name of Kish's son was who? Saul. Saul. And Saul was sent by his father with a servant to find his donkeys that had gone missing. Anna, can you please read 1 Samuel 9, 4 to 6. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalim and they were not there. Then he passed through the land of, ben, of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. When they had come to the land of Zoph, 
Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. And he said to him, Look now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honourable man. All that he says surely comes to pass, so let's go there. Perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Thanks, Anna. So they look all over the countryside for three days looking for those missing donkeys. Did they find them? No. No, they didn't. No. So Saul's servant had an idea to go and see Samuel, who was the prophet who lived nearby in the city of Ramah. Perhaps he could tell them what to do next. Now, Matthew, let's read about that. First Samuel 9, 14 to 17. So they went up to the city as they were coming into the city. There was Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people of Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry has come to me. So then Samuel saw, saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Thanks, Matthew. So the Lord had told Samuel that he would meet Saul on this day and that he was going to be the king. Bethany, can you please read 1 Samuel nine eighteen to 20? Yep. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me, where is the seer's house? Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let you go and tell you and will tell you where all that is in your heart. But as for the donkeys that were lost three days ago, do not be anxious about them, for they have been found, and on whom is all the desire of Israel. It is not on you and on it is not on you and on all your father's house. Mm. So Samuel invites Saul to the sacrificial feast, and after the offering has been made, he tells Saul his donkeys have been found. Samuel also indicates to Saul that something was going to happen to him to change his life forever. Okay, Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 9, 27 and 10, 1. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. But you stand here a while that I may announce you to the word of God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Thanks, Kate. So Samuel anointed Saul as king. So Samuel calls all the Israelites to Mizpah to publicly choose the king that they requested by casting lot through prayer and divine guidance. Let's read that. Caleb, 1 Samuel 10, 20 to 22, please. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen, and Saul the son of Kish was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. 
So Saul was so overwhelmed with the responsibility ahead of him, he hid. But God told them where to find him. Let's look at our memory verse found in 1 Samuel 12, 24. And let's read that together. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. So God was reminding them that he was their God and to remember the wonderful things that he had done for them. I think that's something we could remember as well. Mm. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He's posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Boys and girls, we encourage you to download the devotionals to help you read your Bibles every day. Yes, and you know how we spoke before about studying our Bibles with some friends earlier on. Perhaps the kids could use the devotionals as a study tool for their friends. Yes, that's a good idea. If you have any questions regarding the devotionals, you can contact us on the address on this screen. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to study next week? Yes, next Sabbath, we're going to study about what happens when a prideful heart gets in the way of serving God. It's a very interesting story that we can all learn from. So come back next week. Aunt Cecily, will we go over our memory verse? Yes. You ready to do that, children? Let's read together. First Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Caleb, we've come to the end of another worship time. What did you learn about the king today? That God knows what's best for us. Oh, yes, he sure does. Do you know, in our own human eyes, we sometimes think we know what's best for us. But God knows the end from the beginning and we need to trust him. Aunt Cecily, can we sing our blessing song now? Yes, it's already time for that. We've come to the end of another worship. Let's turn around and sing farewell to the children. May God bless you and keep you and fill your heart with love. May God guide and protect you and watch you from I'm looking forward to going to heaven because there'll be never-ending food.
to going to heaven because I get to see all the Bible characters. I can't wait to get to heaven because I'll be able to play with all the animals. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.